Good afternoon. Take your Bibles, turn to Second Peter chapter, oh, sorry, First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. If you need a handout and you didn't get one, Pastor Yoma, is in the back. You can raise your hand real quick and give you a handout if you like one. Kids, I remind you, I hope you have a handout there and you're taking notes. You just never know when Miss Jackie will give me the nod and say we need to give the kids something for participating. So just we want you every week to take notes and try to listen to the message. Uh, this service is not just for adults, not just for kids, not for teenagers, it's for all of us to learn how to grow. And so I hope this will be a challenge to you and help to you, our kids as well as to our adults. All right, our first week of this series, we talked about uh, growing, talked about gardening. We had an example of work gloves for the kids to remind us that we need to get in and get dirty, dig some things out of our life, some bitterness, some things below the surface that would keep us from growing so deep roots and fresh fruits was the first message, all right? Last week, we, last week we talked about the parable of the sower and the seed again. And we talked about the illustration was a weed puller, right? We had a weed puller to get those things out of the garden that will keep us from growing. Jesus Christ identified three areas. Amazing, these are not the areas that I would identify. And maybe as you listened last week, you thought, I don't struggle with that. Well, take it up with Jesus. It was his idea. Jesus said, these are three things that you will struggle with that will keep you from growing. The cares of this life, the riches of this world, and the pleasures of this life will choke out growth. So if you allow those things to have a big part of your life, you will not grow the way Christ wants you to grow. That's his teaching, not my teaching. So I encourage you, and I encourage myself, and I did this week, examine my life. How much do I think about riches, cares and pleasure and how much do i think about jesus christ his word uh exalting him glorifying him let don't let those things choke us out that was last week's message we kind of summed up the whole parable of the soul of the sea with this phrase good seed mixed with good soil produces good fruit good seed good soil good fruit when Worked on the soil for the first two weeks. Getting the soil, the Bible says in that, in that uh, parable, that's the condition of our heart. That's what we control. And so the condition of your heart is the soil. We worked the last few weeks on the condition of the soil. And so this week we're going to start to introduce the good seed, the Word of God. Talking about the Word of God. And so in this illustration, the seed is the Word of God. But we're going to change gears a little bit. We're going to stop talking about gardening today. And I have a different illustration today from uh, First Peter. I have an object lesson back here. I have this cute little baby doll, all right? So I'd like to thank Caleb Yeomans for letting me borrow his doll today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Caleb, Caleb, thank you. I told him I'd be very good at little baby Fifi for him, so he'd be very happy, all right? So anyway, this is a baby doll, all right? So this is the illustration as newborn babes, the Bible says, all right? So this is the illustration today, a baby doll, to remind us of uh, what the condition all of us ought to have as we look at the Word of God. This is not just for the newborn Christian. This is not for the, just for the person uh, who is trying to grow but can't. This is for every one of us, uh, all of us, every age and stage to desire the Word of God. And so let's read here 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. The Bible says this, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the Word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. 
desire the sincere milk of the word as a baby. How do we grow? Well, now we get introduced to seed, the word of God. Number one on your outline, desire the word. The first thing we have to do in order to grow is after we, as we clear out our lives from weeds and roots and all those things so that the word of God can take effect, we need to desire the word of God. The word desire in the Bible means to yearn for, to crave after to long for. When I think of the word crave, cravings, unusual cravings, I think of my wife when she was pregnant with Jessica. Her craving was, how many of you ladies craved something when you were pregnant? I'm not raising my hand. I'm not a lady. I'm not pregnant. Okay. <laughs> Just illustrating for you. All right. So, all right. My wife craved Frosties and French fries from Wendy's together, dipped together, the sweet and the salty if you never dipped a salty, a, a French fry in a frost, how many have dipped your French fries in a frost? All right, okay. So that was her craving for during, Je Nikki, I can't remember what she craved. She craved that baby getting out of there is what she craved with Nikki, like just, uh, just having the baby. I'm not sure what she craved, but for Jessica, it was definitely that strong urge, that desire. The Bible says crave, desire the sincere milk of the word. The word sincere means not deceitful, just plain, simple word of God, the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. This is a class. This is a teaching time, a preaching time on how to grow. And Christ is saying here, the Bible is saying, how do you grow? Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. There is no growth apart from the word of God. There is no growth. You can clear all the stuff out of your life. You can spend time pulling weeds and you can spend time getting deep and rooting things out of your life. But if you don't introduce the word of God to your life, there is no growth. Opposite is true. You could be in church all the time and read the Bible all the time. But if there's stuff in your life, it will not grow. Good seed, good soil, good fruit. Very simple formula that Jesus Christ gave to us. And here we're talking about the word as, a, as desiring the milk of the word. Like a baby longs for milk. Like a baby cries for milk. Like a baby when it's hungry, and those who work in the nursery understand this. Like a baby who's hungry, that only one thing will satisfy the mother's milk. That's how we should desire the word of God. Does that describe you today? Desiring the milk of the word. Well, you're here on a Sunday afternoon, I hope, because you wanted to learn the Word of God. There's a desire there. But maybe you're here today and you say, well, I'll be honest with you. I really don't. I'm, a, I'm saved, but I don't desire the Word of God like I should. So I have this question. Maybe this is your question. How do you develop a desire for the Word? If you're saved and you say, I, I really don't have a desire like I should, how do you develop a taste or desire for the word of God. Well, look at our passage here. A couple of things we could do. Number one, uh, he shows here in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, remove the sin. He says, lay aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking. Talk about things to get out of your life. You're talking about things to root out? Hypocrisy, guile, malice, envies. The more you pull out of your life, that will increase your desire for the Word of God. So hopefully, even over the first two weeks of the series, as you pull things out, there's more room for God's Word to come in. And here's a list of things to look at. Hypocrisy, envies, evil speakings to get rid of. Remove those things from your life. Remove your sin. Recognize your need. Remove your sin, then recognize your need. Just like a baby needs the milk. You know, the, 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 the wording here in the Greek is that of a 
brand new baby. It's not just a baby. It's a brand spanking new baby. Just fresh. Nothing else will satisfy. There is no other option. It is just the milk. And they need it, and they need it, and when they need it, they need it now. That's the wording. Desire the milk of the word. And so recognize your need. You can't make it as a Christian in this life and have happiness and joy and contentment apart from God's word. You may think, you may fool yourself, but you can't. You need to rely upon the teaching, the preaching, the understanding of God's word. Remove your sin. Recognize your need just like a little baby. And then verse 3, recount your blessings to help desire the word of God. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. It starts with a taste. Let me ask you, have you tasted that the Lord is gracious? Have you ever in your life tasted the, word of the, the goodness of God? That's what the word gracious means. It means good. God's grace upon you. Someone here quickly raise their hand, testify, and say this. I'm so glad God is good to me. What are you thankful for? What is God good for you? What, what is, how is God gracious to you or has been gracious to you in the past? Somebody tell me. Somebody, t- somebody besides the pastoral staff. Some, Bruce. Family. I'm so thankful. There's, there's the goodness of God upon my family. We were recounting the other day about our kids and their growing up in our church and how God's provided for our family. We're so good. We're so grateful God's been so good to us. All right, somebody else. Yes, Bruce. Always there when I need him. That God is the God who's always there. Somebody else, was it Rose that raised your hand, Rose? We have salvation. If you're saved today, you have a place to start this. You have already tasted the goodness of God. And if you say, well, I've tasted God's goodness, but I don't desire the word of God, we'll start with the goodness of God. Dwell on the fact that God saved your soul. Dwell on the fact that, that you're not going to hell. Hell is not an option for you. Departure from Jesus Christ and uh, eternity from God is not an option for you. It's already been dealt with. That's the goodness of God. And so you start with that taste. I, have a, I've, I got a little taste. You know, I, I used to think that I could go to the uh, freezer and take a spoon and take a taste of ice cream. It doesn't work that way <laughs> for me. Once I got a taste, I want a bowl, right? Once I get a little bit, I want more. And uh, if it's available, I always tell Jackie, you got to put this stuff someplace where it's not available. If it's available, it's gone, right? Chocolate chip cookies on the counter is not good for me. They'll be gone. If you taste Go back to where you tasted the goodness of God and start there and start developing. A taste is something you have to develop. Can you think of something in your life that you used to not like that you like now? Coffee. I remember Pastor Yeoman's first cup of coffee. Just young, fresh out of Bible college, and Pastor Stone contaminated him with the Tim Hortons coffee, and, and now he's hooked. For me, I mean, I think of like asparagus. I used to hate asparagus. And some of you still hate asparagus. I love asparagus now. Onions. I remember when I was a kid, I'd have a hamburger, and if I even had the hint of onion on it, I would not eat it. I did not want it. Uh, but I've grown in those tastes. You can develop a taste for things. In college, it was water. Uh, when I was growing up, I drank a lot of juice and, and pop because my parents paid for it. At college, I had to pay for it, so I drank a lot of water, <laughs> right? And I developed, now that's all I drink. I developed a taste for it over time. Over time, your taste will change. Do you want to desire God's word? Then start where God has been good to you and work your way from there. Taste, have you tasted God's graciousness? He said, well, start there. 
here's a good verse, Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires. If you want your desires to change, and you want him to give you desires of your heart and change the desires of your heart, if you're here today honestly and say, I really don't desire God's word, but I want to, well, let's go back one more step. Start delighting in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you desires. You see, you see, this is what the verse is saying. If you're not desiring, then you're not delighting. Our desiring always follows our delighting. Start delighting in God. Think of his goodness, his wonderfulness, his awesomeness, his power. Think about these things. Meditate on these things. And as you delight, your desires will change. Desiring the word is the first thing that we need to do to introduce the word into our life. Desire the word of God. Number two. As we desire, then devour the word. Devour the word. Do you have a regular reading time and place for the word of God? Do you regularly take in God's word into your life? I read every day something about sports. Every day. I like sports. Even today, I've already read articles about sports. Because I like that. Just a little quick a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm on, I know that the Maple Leafs lost last night, in case you didn't catch that. I was very sad. There was, there, was, there was a cloud in our house over my wife as she felt the burden of the Maple Leafs going out first round once again. And uh, it was sad. So I know those things because I devour those things. But what about the Word of God? It doesn't mean, listen, it does not mean you have to read three chapters a day. If you read three chapters a day, that's great. You know the truth is? You could read three chapters a day, read your Bible through every year, year after year, and not grow. That's the truth. If you got stuff below the surface and you're not really devouring that as part of your life, if you're just reading out of habit, it's still, I mean, I'm still good. I'm glad you're doing it. But there's so much better. Devour the Word of God. Find a devotional. Uh, read a few verses. Find something that gets the Word of God into you. Read the Bible. Listen to the Bible. Coming to church, obviously, is a great thing. We're glad you make the commitment to the Sunday afternoon service. I'd encourage you, if you miss a Sunday afternoon service or a Sunday morning service, listen to it online if you can. Catch up on those things. Church and hearing the Word of God is important. Sermon audio is another thing for those who are online. It's a place where you can listen to all kinds of messages. I did some searches on Sermon audio has all kinds of messages. Uh, in fact, there are four top hits from Mike Holland on Sermon Audio from another church that I preached at. I looked my name up, and I got four of my top ones on, on there. The top, the Holland top four there. Pastor Stone's got 11, all right? Pastor Stone's got 11, so I'm trying to catch up to him. Yeomans and Tyrrell, not yet. They they're, haven't made the cut yet to Sermon Audio. So I looked them up today, this week. All kinds of preachers, all kinds of sermons, good and bad. Find a preacher that will help you. Sermon audio podcasts. I listen to podcasts. Some of you do that. Get the word of God into your life. Devour it by reading, by listening. See, milk is good for babies. Now, I want you to think about this. Milk is good for babies because it brings the nutrients they need in a form they can handle, right? I mean, there's all kind of talk today about superfood. Avocados, uh, superfood, kale, Quinoa. I don't even know what that is, but all these superfoods. These are the superfoods. You know, they're superfoods. Let's give them to the babies. We can't because they can't handle that. Milk is good because it brings the nutrients they need in a form they can handle. 
What I encourage you to do is find a way to get the nutrients from God's word that you need in a form you can handle. It, it may not be three chapters a day and read your Bible through in a year. It may be a few verses. It may be a devotional written by somebody that you find online and say, this really helps this person. I just connect with their spirit. I connect with how they look at the Bible. Find something to devour the word that brings the nutrients you need in the form you can handle. We want to be part of that. Believe me, we, we think about this. We pray about this. We talk about this. How can we deliver the word of God in a way that our people can handle and get the nutrients that they need? We, it's our desire, right? Our pastoral staff, we, we, we don't, we, we're learning, we're trying to grow in our communication of God's word so that you can get what you need in a way you can handle. There are some preachers I enjoy listening to more than others. It's okay to say that. One of my favorite preachers and my wife's favorite preachers is Scott Pauley. How many have ever heard Scott Pauley preach before? All right, Scott Paul is a, a man. If you don't look him up online, we highly recommend. In fact, on our website, I'll tell you this, our website, we do have a link on our website to his. He does a 10-minute podcast every day that we started listening to. As I started studying for this, I thought I needed to start putting the Word of God more in our life. My wife didn't know why we were doing it, but more and more, we've been having Scott Pauley play his 10-minute podcast every day for us as we devour the Word of God together. Uh, is also on our website. Kurt Skelly is another preacher that I enjoy. He has a podcast. It's on our website. Daily in the Word is a devotional written by uh, West Coast and Lancaster Baptist Church. We have it on our website. So it's on our website uh, under the resource page, which is under Get Connected. So find somebody that gives you the Word of God the way you can understand it. Learn. Be careful. I would say that. Be careful. If you don't know where to start, ask, ask a staff member, ask a friend. We'll be glad to give you some resources to help you. We understand. We don't want this to be the only time you devour the Word of God. <laughs> this cannot be it. In fact, this is just to challenge us to get out there and do what we're supposed to do. We learn the Bible in a small group. We learn the Bible on our own, in our own devotional time, in our own study. Learn the Word of God. Find a way to get the Word of God in a form that you can handle. So desire the Word. Devour the word. And lastly, digest the word. Digest it. The word digest is not found in the Bible. I checked. But there's a word that's similar to the word digest. That's found often in the Bible. The word meditate. The word meditate has the idea of digesting. In fact, the picture, the age-old picture, and this is a good picture... It's not very pleasant to think of, but this is a good idea of what the word means. A cow, when it eats, eats its food, and then the, the, bio, I mean, the science says it brings up the food again to chew it again. Chewing the cud, they call it. And so they take in quickly a bunch of nutrients, but they later on bring it back up to get all the nutrients that they need. That's the idea of meditation. Hearing something on Sunday morning, being challenged with your relationship with the Lord on Sunday morning, being challenged that the, the older brother and the younger brother and the prodigal son and, and these things were a challenge to me. And then by, on Thursday, you're thinking again about the nutrients you received on Sunday morning. That's meditation. That's meditation. Bringing it back up again, purposely pondering those things. The word uh, meditate is found 20 times in the Bible. The idea means to ponder. It has the idea of murmuring. Have you ever saw someone like just muttering to themselves? 
Maybe it's you. <laughs> Maybe you caught yourself. And, you're, and there's something on their mind, and it just, it's just going on in their mind, and it's coming out their lips, and they're just kind of murmuring to themselves because they can't stop thinking about it. That's the idea of meditation. The Word of God is so on your mind, you're just muttering that to yourself throughout the day or at certain points in the day over and over and over again. Do you want to grow? Then you've got to take the Word of God in a form you can handle and then suck out the nutrients so that you can live it. Digest the word. Um, it's used often in the Bible in connection with God's word. Not always, but most often. Connection with God's word, the word meditate. It's actually used 15 times in the Psalms. 20 times in the Bible, 15 times in the Psalms. Of those 15 times, get this now, seven of those times are in Psalm 119, which is a whole psalm about the word of God. Right? So I think we get the picture here. God's saying, Part of your growth is going to be digesting, meditating on the Word of God. Do you ever rethink or ponder the truth that you're receiving from devouring the Word? Devotional, uh, or from uh, Scott Pauley podcast, or from Daily in the Word devotional, or from your Bible reading, or the memory verse that you learned in Sunday school, or the lesson, the Bible story you saw uh, on the story in Sunday school, our Wednesday night kids program. Do you stop to think about that again and again and again? Here's some questions maybe you should ask yourself as you meditate. How does this truth apply to me? Okay, I got the truth. I need to have a relationship with God. I got the truth. How does that apply to Mike Holland today in this world, in my life? How does this apply to me? How does this truth change my life? If I were to put this into practice, how would it look like? What would it look like? How would it change my life? How does this truth affect me or make me different? These are questions. Ask yourself serious questions. Do you want to grow? It's going to take some work. It's not just like we come to church on Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon and then go our way and do our own thing. That's not growth. You said over the first couple weeks, I want to grow. Well, here's what you got to do. Take time to meditate on the Word of God. The Bible word, when we think of meditation in our world, we think of somebody sitting on the floor emptying their mind of everything, right? That's the picture we all get. The Bible word for meditate is not emptying the mind, it's filling the mind. It's the opposite. I think you've heard that before. It's so true, though. You're purposely filling your mind with truth. Let me tell you what goes on in your mind if you don't purposely fill it with truth. Know what goes on in your mind? Nonsense goes on in our mind. Because we're natural, we're sinful people, and left to ourselves, our mind will go a bunch of different places. So we purposely fill our mind with the Word of God. This is how we digest the Word. Desire the Word. Devour the Word. Digest the Word. As we do this, we continually clean out the growth chokers of our life. We get sin out of our life. We dig down deep and root out the stones that are keeping there from being growth. And then we put in daily the word of God. Devotional, preaching, teaching, memory verse, all those things. Meditate, all those things, the word of God. Because the Bible's pretty clear, I, I believe, that if we get some good ground and we get some good seed in that good ground, there will be good growth. We often focus on the growth part. Don't worry about the growth. Worry about the ground and the seed. The growth will take care of itself. It's going to happen. Purposely introduce good seed to your life. So let me ask you, what does that look like for your week this week? 
How would you, again, this is, this is meditation, this is application. How would my week look different this week than last week if I took this message to heart? If I took 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, first three verses to heart, what would my life look like differently? I would say maybe you find a 10-minute podcast to listen to. Scott Pauley's a good one. Pretty simple. As often, there's hardly ever time where I don't stop that 10-minute podcast and I think, oh, that was really good. Have you ever gone out for a meal or gone to someone's house for a meal and after you're done, you said, man, that was really good. That was just a good meal. Have you ever listened to a preaching session and said, yeah, that was just what I needed. Have you ever opened your Bible on your own and maybe in a devotional time said, that was just what I needed. Let the word of God speak to you. A 10-minute devotional. Maybe a sermon from sermon audio in the middle of the week. Again, if you need names of guys, we can give you names of guys. Uh, of guys who are going to preach the true word of God, the sincere milk of the word. A devotional. How about this? Would you do this this week? Take 10 minutes every night or every day sometime. Purposely meditate on God's word. Have you, have you done that before? This is my meditation time. You don't need to get a mat and some candles or anything like that. You can just sit down somewhere, quiet your heart, purposely fill your mind with truth. Maybe, maybe you take your outline out from past uh, Sunday afternoon sessions and you recount the scriptures of the parable of the sower and the seed in Second Peter. Or, or maybe you've had some notes from Pastor Yeoman's preaching and you have those things. And, and maybe uh, as a teenager you heard some things from uh, Pastor Levi and you recount those things. And, and maybe something you read in your devotions, you recount those things and think about how to change my life. Take time to meditate. Your life should be different if you take the Word of God and apply it this week by adding more of the Word of God to the good soil that you've been working on over the last few weeks. Good seed makes a good soil, produces good fruit. Let me close with this statement. It's not my statement. I read it somewhere else. Spiritual growth rises from discontent. Spiritual growth rises from discontent. Are you content with where you are spiritually or is there a desire to grow? If there's no discontent, there'll be no growth. So I hope today that you'll walk out of here discontent with where you are, but fired up about what you will be this week. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? There's no one looking around just for a minute.